Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to a beautiful P who had a prenatal diagnosis. This podcast contains truth laughter and the occasional F word, sometimes more than occasional, sometimes less. <laughs> sometimes none. And sometimes none. Yeah. Have we ever done none, none? Nah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyway, so put your AirPod buds in, headphones on and enjoy the peas without any other noise. Yeah, just us. Yeah. Yeah, and our guest. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. Hello, Kate. How are you going? Yes, well, thank well, you. Good, I'm glad. Yes. We've got, we're in autumn in Melbourne and it really feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, in the mornings. The mornings are cold. Anyway, sorry, we're the sorry, talk. Sorry, we're the talk. But, but yeah, you we're know, back. We are back. I was like, oh, the icy floorboards. I know. This morning was really cold. <laughs> and then the girls were like, do we have to go to school this year in the cold? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. you do. You have that to was go just once off. Once off for the for your life and we're never doing that again. We're never. Well, we never know. No, no. We never know. say never. No, anyway. We're not choosing to. That's right. So winter, get your tracksuit pants on, girls. You're going yeah. out the door. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got a lovely guest today. We do. Yes, we've got a, on our new recording platform. Yes, which is a little bit tricky for us, but yes, we're getting there. we're getting there. So she's put up with us emailing her and not finding it and then finding it. <laughs> anyway, we got there. We got there. Oh, we did. Oh, dear. So today we have the beautiful Megan. Yes. Um, Would you like to say hi, Megan? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And she's coming from country Victoria. That's right. And we'll start asking you our questions. Yes. So the first yeah, one is tell us about a song or music that you like to listen to when the times are good or when they're tricky. Um, I have a pretty eclectic music taste. Great. I like everything from high school music to oh. high school musical to Eminem. Oh wow, um, yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> so 
it's all a bit in between. Um, when I was going through my prenatal diagnosis journey, um, it was quite often me on my own in the car with M&M, yeah. which is something I never understood until then. Yes. Um, lots of people I went to high school with were into M&M and I was like, what What on earth? And then all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, yes, this speaks to me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's shady. Um, yeah. But the other thing as well, um, uh, during that time, a song that sort of got me through things um, my younger sister sent me um, a link to George Ezra's, oh, I've just forgotten the name of the song, but it's the one that says, uh, give me a minute to hold my girl. Mm. And it's a, it's a song about, um, about a romantic relationship, but um, it, some of the lyrics also worked for what I was going through mm. um, at that time as well. Mm. Yeah, they really do, don't they? And probably now's the time to say, if you don't know, that we have got a Spotify Yes, we have got a Spotify That we're putting playlist. everyone's music on. So yes, my sister Annalise will find that song and yeah. she'll pop it on for you, for oh, us good. to all listen to. So all the guests now, yep. um, everyone's song is on there. So Maybe yeah. not the whole uh, That's M&M a great collection. idea. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them, no. No, but you'll but, find um, that George Ezra song yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, ah, thank you. And it, when you are at school, did you win any awards? Yeah, I did. I won lots of awards. Tell <laughs> us. Not unfortunately. That's fine. But um, uh, so we had uh, awards every semester at um, at my high school and they had two awards for every class. So every class there was an achievement award, which uh-huh. was given to the person who topped the class, uh-huh. and there was an application and attitude award, huh. which we used to refer to as the suck-up award. So, <laughs> and... And I'm a classic suck-up, so ah. I quite often got the Attitude and Application Award. Ah. Um, uh, but the the one of the most prestigious awards I won at, at school was when I was in Year 7, I won a Minister's Young Design Award. So right. I had to go to Sydney and accept award from the Education Minister at ah, the time for wow. a design and technology project. Right. What was oh. that? Oh, it's... <laughs> stupid thing and I hated it and I was really cross that I had won an award and I kept getting this award in the mail that said oh you've won a participation award oh you've got a credit oh you've got a this oh you have to come to Sydney and accept an award and um but it was every year seven had a design and technology brief which was a carry it item so you had to create an item to carry something and in the brainstorming process, I thought of lots of things, but it was a hat that had fishing tackle on it. Ah. And one of my teachers said, oh, that's a brilliant idea. And I was like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah, you should make that. So I made this thing and then I had to keep <laughs> going through the thing. And I was like, I really wish it was something more glamorous or something yes. that I wanted to do. But, yeah. It it's was such really a self-conscious age too, isn't it? Yeah. 13. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you're like, I don't want to be known for this. The fishing tackle hat girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Just hangs over you for the rest of the year and you're like, oh, man. Do you have a photo? The... Yeah, I do. I've okay, well, we need that. To us. <laughs> yeah, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> We're it's gonna... continuing. It's going Three on the ground. In the, in the school newsletter <laughs> with this hat, which, of course, because it was like for an old man, the hat is like 10 times too big for me. You can only see like, anyway. I can't wait to see it. amusing. <laughs> to find it. Thank you. Oh, that's a ripper. Yeah. Okay, and the most important question is why are you a P? 
I am a P because in 2018, I um, went through a prenatal diagnosis um, uh, with our fourth um, child. And um, yeah, that that kick-started my world, my journey into this world of um, uh, interests and, and um, experiences. Yes. Mm. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. So maybe we can go back a little bit and tell us before that pregnancy, so you had three other children, is that right? Uh, yeah. So at the time uh, when I fell pregnant, we had um, three we three children, um, two boys and a girl who uh, at that time were four and a half, three and 18 months. Oh, my goodness. Oh my gosh. Busy, busy, yeah. busy. And then <laughs> I was pregnant as well. And were you <laughs> yeah. working at all or what do you do? what did you do for work? No. No, no, I'm originally a high school English teacher, but I haven't worked since um, uh, 20, I finished work in 2012. Got it. I thought you were going to say I was a hat designer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Melbourne that would have been so Melbourne good. <laughs> <laughs> no, high school English teacher, very important. Okay, all right. So how about? How far along in the pregnancy did you get yeah, a diagnosis? Tell us about when, when that was all happening. So I uh, went to the doctor at, I think it was about 11 weeks, and he's like, oh, what can I help you with? And I'm like, same thing as usual. I only <laughs> ever come in when I'm pregnant. Um, so he's like, all right, okay, well, how have you been feeling? And um, we'll send you off for your ultrasound and your blood test and stuff. And I had been feeling slightly under the weather, but I'd put it down to, you know, Busy. lots of stuff, lots of small children to look after, all of that sort of stuff. And he said, oh, we'll check your iron in that blood test as well. And if that comes back with anything, I'll, I'll call you and, um, and you can come in and I'll, I'll discuss what to do about that then. I was like, okay. So I went off for the ultrasound on a Friday and then I got a call from the GP's office on Tuesday morning at quarter to nine and they said, your doctor would like to see you today. Um, and I said, oh, okay. Um, and they said, you've got two choices. We've got an appointment at 9.30 a.m. and we've got an appointment at 4 p.m. And I was like, oh, <laughs> looked over at the table and there's children and wheat yes. bits and stuff yes. everywhere. And I was like, I'll take the 9.30 a.m. because yeah. I thought I can get everyone out of this house by then and I don't want to spend all day waiting yes. and yes. trying to plan up to that appointment. So I got everyone out of the house and into the car and we went to the doctor's office and we're there at about 9.20 and somehow, I love my doctor, God bless my doctor, but he is always running late yes, even when you yes, have a 9.30 yes. a.m. appointment. Oh. So I was in the waiting room with three children until um, just before 11. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's proper late for a GP. And then, <laughs> um, he brought me into his office and he's helping me out with getting the kids arranged and I got all the kids sitting down neatly. The two boys were in the seat beside me and I had my daughter on my lap oh, and goodness. he shut the door and he said, are you sure you don't want your husband with you because it's not good news? Oh. And I was just like, it's too late for that now because yeah, yeah. obviously I can't go away until 4 p.m. and have that hanging over me no, all day. Yes. Oh, goodness. So I was like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, he, he can't come to this appointment anyway. So mm. um, just um, what have you got? And he, because the other thing was, of course, when I received that call in the morning, I related it to what he'd said about my iron. Oh, yes. I thought, oh he's just going to want me to come in and, and tell me that I need iron tablets yes, or what course. to do. 
And so I was sort of in semi-denial that there could be anything else Mm. wrong. Mm. Yes. And so when he said, are you sure you don't want your husband? I was just like, oh, this is not what I'm here for. Yes. So uh, he said, basically, your baby has hydrops fatalis, which is um, excess uh, fluid retention. And uh, he said, this is now um, more than I can handle. You have to go and talk to people who are smarter than me about this. So from now on, your care will be through the Royal Women's down in Melbourne. He said, Mm. I will write up this letter for them and you can take it to the front desk and they'll fax it to them and they'll get in contact with you about what to do next. And he said, he just, he said a couple of times in the appointment, this is, Hydrops fatalis likely indicates a condition which is not compatible with life oh. or which is not compatible with a live birth. Oh. Um, oh my and he was he said it twice and I thought, yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, got it. yes, yes. And then because I think that's something you really I'm, remember. As I'm packing, sort of picking up children yes. and working it out and oh trying to get gosh. the boys to hold hands and walk behind me and stuff yes. out the door, I reach for the door handle and he sort of put his hand over mine on the door handle. And he said, this condition likely indicates a, con- a, a diagnosis which is not compatible with a live birth. Wow. And Again. I just nodded and I thought, I know what you're saying. I have to get three children yes. through the waiting room into the car. And get a home. letter fucking faxed. Couldn't they just fax it I without giving it to you? <laughs> I can't no, you fall can't. apart at no, this you can't. moment because no. I need oh, to get Megan. all of these people home before I fall apart. I know. And so I did that. I got through, paid for the appointment, got I the kids know. in the car, drove the kids home. You shouldn't have to pay for those appointments. No. They should just <laughs> Medicare. You, you just shouldn't. I remember the same when I got that first appointment with the boys thinking, oh, now I'm standing here paying for this terrible mm. news. Anyway, sorry, keep going. No, I think you're right. I think mm. in hindsight mm. what they should say in that moment is don't worry about going through the desk. Same. You just go home. We'll yes. sort all of this out We'll help carry the children out. We'll help get them into the car seats. Yes, don't worry. Yeah, just go. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because I just thought later on he kept saying it because he thought it hadn't sunk in and yes. I was like, no, it's sunk in, but I, I, I don't I have, have time for it right now. No, and I've got three little children. Yeah. So got everybody home. Got everybody unpacked, just oh sent the boys, said, go play, just whatever, and put my daughter down and put some toys around her. And um, my husband was studying for his uh, – he was doing his PhD at the time, so he was working part-time, and I knew he only had a morning class and he would be home. And so mm. I text him to say – they called me into the GP's um, this morning, so I'm just getting the kids organised, and we were sort of – we had tag teamed a little bit with what time are you going to be home? Mm. Um, and uh, so I got home, I got the kids all settled and doing something, entertained with something. And I just, we have a little, or we had in the other house, a little sort of altar set up, which has a statue of Jesus and Mary on it. And mm. I just sort of, I just knelt down in front of them both. Mm. And I just said, this is not what I want. Like mm. I ex. The first thing I said was, I accept this. I accept whatever this is, mm. but I, you and I both know I don't want this. Mm. I really don't want this. Mm. I'd like mm. this to go away or come good now or whatever. Mm. 
mm. but I accept that mm. this is this is what you're asking from mm. me at the mm. moment. Mm. And I just sort of wandered around the house praying until my husband got home mm. and he walked in the door and he's just sort of chatting to the kids as he mm. comes in and I was standing in the kitchen and we're just both sort of not making eye contact yeah. with each other. And he's doing that. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, you built that, did you? And <laughs> yeah. then he comes into the kitchen and um, he gets himself a glass of water. And then he looks me in the eye yeah. and he says, So, what's going on? And I said, There's something wrong with the baby. And then mm, yes. just oh, everything fell. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. dissolved into tears. Like oh. that was my moment. Yeah, like, okay, you can fall apart now. Yeah. yeah. Where I can yeah. finally lose it. Yes. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's. And I think saying it, it's different to hearing it, but when you say it out of your own mouth to someone, it's really, really real. Yeah, it's that like mm. I describe that as like a car crash moment. It's mm. when you've crashed into something and you're like, oh, there's no going back to this now yes. because now yes, you're it's a all broken person. and someone else knows. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's just so real when it's the baby living inside, inside you, you and you're, you feel like your job is to give that baby a beautiful womb and then you're like, I don't know if I can and have I done something and, yeah, it's just it never leaves your mind, not for one second since you get that diagnosis does it leave your mind that that's what's going on in your body. Yeah. they, um, And the idea as well that this is likely not combat- compatible mm. with life is, well, why is this baby alive now? Yeah, is I this know. baby still alive now? Like, yes, I mean, yes. she was... The, the baby was alive at the ultrasound on Friday. Yes. Is it is it still alive now? Yes, yes. Um, that sort of waiting and, and wondering Horrible and waiting. thinking what's – I think it, it really confused me throughout my pregnancy. Yeah. Why is this baby still alive? Why, mm, mm, if mm. this baby is as sick as you were telling me, why is this baby still alive? Mm, yeah. Um I couldn't and, make peace with that. No. And, well, I, the first thing you heard was that it's not compatible with life, so then that's going to really stick in your mind. And when did the Royal Women's get back to you? Like how soon? That day. That wow. Day. The genetic counsellor called me that afternoon and I think I was on the phone with her for about an hour and a half. Mm. And um, and uh, I can't even remember what that conversation was about Um I think I had like developmental questions mm. and I think she just sort of kept saying, uh, we don't know, we don't know. Mm. This is probably not going to be an issue. Like the developmental stuff, you're talking about a baby who's not going to survive. Yes. So it's hard for us to talk about whether or not this baby will walk or talk or mm. or what this baby's life will be like because this baby probably won't live that long. Mm. Um, mm. So everything um, was given that disclaimer. They said um, we will need you to come down here for mm. a really comprehensive mm. ultrasound so we that can know what we're looking at and um, they said we'll get back to you with the date of that in, in a couple of days and they said have you got any more questions about that or, um, or, or concerns or whatever and I said no, not really. I said I just want to know will it make any difference if I tell you that I under no circumstances will I be aborting this pregnancy. Mm. And she sort of paused for a minute and she said, no, 
I can't really think of any way that what I'm telling you would be different in, okay. in that circumstance. And the reason that I said that was because I had a, a friend who I knew who had been through a, a prenatal diagnosis journey and her baby had um, trisomy 13. Yep. and she had been pressured all the way through and I thought I'm going to get in first and yes. say there's no point pressuring me. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's so nice to know what off- you're going to do. How, how like do it, it is So a- you were that clear because you'd seen your friend go through? And you knew I need to, yeah. I was, I was concerned because I knew she had been pressured yes. every step of the oh. way, every single appointment they had said to her, you've got nothing to prove. Why are you still doing wow. this? Your baby's not going to live. Your baby's not going to survive. Even mm. if your baby is born, your baby won't survive. They, like they said, this child's not going to live. Like there's no point. This child's not going to live. And so you're, even knowing if your baby that story, doesn't live, you're still allowed to be pregnant with that baby because that's the only time you get with I them. I know. I'm not saying yeah, I, I, I have no judgment. You do what you want. A woman's body, it's her right. But if you choose to have that baby, then... Let that woman enjoy that pregnancy because during that time the baby's alive in you, you know, and you get to know them a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yeah, and her her pregnancy was completely destroyed by having that, yes. pain. like as well as the diagnosis, yes. as well as knowing that her baby was going to ill, to be ill, to never, ever have the support of the doctors. Yeah. I just thought that's not going to happen to me. Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to learn from her experience and she was one of the first people I called as well to say this is happening to me and she was like oh my god like wow just because now that it's happened to me I know that if someone read rang me and said this is what is happening to me I would be right back in that moment going oh yes I know exactly what that feels Mm. like and that is horrendous um so she was yeah she was really my rock throughout mm. it the mm. the person who knew what that was like yeah and so mm. when did you end up how far from melbourne were you how, how many hours uh, it's two and a half hours two and a half mm. hours yeah. and so when so, did you get down for the scan so the appointment with my gp was on the 17th of april and the appointment in melbourne was on the 26th of okay. april that's yeah. a fair few um, days waiting yeah well mm. but again the thing is the overriding sentiment is sort of it doesn't really matter when you get down here and and you might miscarry before this yes, point. Yes, so yes. if you do okay. please let us know right um so there's no real pressure because you find out more and more as you go along there's nothing they can do no um the other thing as well is i remember getting home from the doctor's office and i went and looked for the ultrasound photo yeah. and all of a sudden i saw it like really? where before i'd seen this cute little sort of skull this profile picture of the baby and I was like oh beautiful baby and then I got home from the GP and I looked at it and I saw all of a sudden the line around the back of the head where the fluid retention was out wow. to and I was and they just didn't like say anything it in was the, there the whole time nothing no no and that was another thing that I was really pissed off about later mm. I was like someone else knew something about my body on yes, Friday yes. and I get to find out on Tuesday yes um, Yes. So that was yeah a learning a experience. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we got down to um, we got down to Melbourne for the appointment on the twenty sixth of April, which of course was I think technically a public holiday, holiday. Yeah. because it was the Anzac, Anzac Day, Day holiday, mm. and the appointment was at I think 
9am in the morning or something. And so my mum came down, um, mum's about three and a half hours away. So mum came down the day before so that she could be there with the kids while yeah. mm. my husband and I went to the appointment. Right. Um, and yeah, we had this long, very, very quiet, yes. silent drive, drive to Melbourne. Mm. Um, and then this hectic ride through crazy Melbourne traffic yes. when you're a country bumpkin and you're not used to that. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up, um, we came, I'm sure plenty of your listeners know the Royal Women's and yeah. know that street that comes down through the front there. We ended up in the middle of that road um, and we're arguing with each other and I say, just turn right at this light. And he goes, you can't turn right. There's a no right turn sign. And I'm like, <laughs> Who There's cares? nowhere else to go. That's the <laughs> hospital. We need to be here. You're just going to have to do it. So we turned right and we all of a sudden saw all of these empty parks and we're like, oh, thank God for that. Okay, just park Phew. here yeah, and yep. let's go in. And, um, again, any of your listeners who know the Royal Women's know that little Easter egg is that we ended up parking in the police-only parking oh. opposite oh. the Royal Women's and got a massive fine. <laughs> oh, no. Parking no. I'm oh. just like, oh, free park, thank God. Oh. Right. Oh, no. I know you're not paying did attention. Did they let you off? Oh. Did you try no, and get they off? Didn't. No, they didn't. I, I thought about it later. I did write a letter and say we yeah. were having a really bad day and I thought to yeah. myself probably everyone who ends yeah. up accidentally parking there out the front of the hospital is having a really bad yeah. day. That's true. So anyway. Oh, so in you went. So we went in for that appointment. We had the scan first. Oh, no, we had an appointment with the genetic counsellor first then the scan um, and then an appointment with the counsellor afterwards to sort of discuss the results of the scan. And um, the the tech, I don't know what you call them, the tech who did the scan was so beautiful. She Aww. was just so lovely. Like she just kept saying, oh, look at your beautiful baby. Like, oh, look, oh kicking around. Oh, there's the heartbeat. There's yes. this, there's that. Oh, that's a skilled um, but person. But she said at the start, yeah, she said at the start of the scan, do you want to know what I'm seeing. And I'm like, yes, I yes. want to know everything you're yes. seeing. I want to know, even if you only think you might be seeing something because I, I was just sort of traumatized from the previous experience yes. of someone sat there scanning yes. my body and saying to me, Oh, do you have any other children? Oh yeah. my God. What, what ages are they? And stuff like this. Mm. And then to find out later that they knew something and I under like I understand that that's the policy I understand why they do yeah. that but at the same I time I was just like no nah, I want to know on the person's like if the person doing the scan is a doctor um yeah yeah so she may have been an obstetrician right. so she can give you information as she goes along but if the person yeah. doing the scan is a technician they can't give you got anything it. okay so yeah right. yeah absolutely yeah but I still yeah. I hear what you're saying as well I really do yeah um, so she did the scan and she pointed out um, all of the issues that she was seeing um, and then we went in to see the genetic counsellor and she um, she took us through the results and I had a list of questions written down in my notebook and, again, every single question was, well, you know, if this baby makes it through the the like beyond the halfway point, mm. if they mm. make it um, to term, if they survive the birth, if blah, 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 and then basically still we can't really tell you whether this, this will happen or that will happen. Mm. Um, the 
other thing was that she said the basically the constellation of abnormalities that they were seeing, she said if it weren't for this particular feature, it might be this. If it weren't for this particular feature, it might be trisomy 13. If it weren't for this particular feature, mm. it might be trisomy 21. But she said all of these things together don't correspond to any common diagnosis okay. that we know. So what you're most likely looking at is an incredibly rare, rare. mutation or problem mm. that we have no experience in dealing with. Mm. So it's likely an incredibly rare chromosomal um, mm. A disorder you might be the first person in the world to have whatever it is basically wow. um so that's a comforting thought oh. uh which is you know it's not something it's something dreadful and it's not something that they yes. have any experience in dealing with and you can't bring um, us another amazing mum and say what did you do because you no. had the same thing you must, yeah, must have felt or, really or alone. Go and visit a child with yes, that thing yes. and say, oh, they're living a, a full and happy yes. life. And, oh, they just have to have this or they just have yes. to have that. Yeah. There's no, there's no um, manual to no. what you're experiencing. Um, so that was the conversation with her and um, we left from that. I think she said from that someone will be in contact with you to book an appointment with the obstetrician. And um, we went home. We went and bought a couple of bottles of water, a couple of Mars bars, yes. I think, and then went and got in the car and went, oh, my God. Oh, how did you find the parking And then we're driving home and really quiet in the car. My, my husband said as we were walking back to the car, he said, it's a real shame they don't think it's Down syndrome because, like, I don't have any any problems or any prejudices or mm. any thoughts like that doesn't scare me or worry me. Um, and I thought, oh, you're on your own there. Everything worries me. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's because you're the mum. I, yeah. I got we got back into the car and we drove, you know, all the stuff through the city and we're out again on the open road. We're just quiet and silent in the car sort of all throughout that drive and when we're out, out on the open road again, I turned to my husband and I said, this is the most awful thing to say but I really wish they hadn't found a heartbeat mm. because then it would be over mm. and yeah. now it's not over yep. and it's not like it hasn't got better today mm. to know that, you know, Oh, I relate so much to what you're terrible. saying. Yeah. I remember when yeah. I had my CVS and I was, had a lot of cramping and I remember thinking, okay, this is what's going to happen now. Mm. And then the yeah. decisions, nobody's decision and I'll still be completely devastated. And I remember the doctor that did all my scans rang me a couple of days later and um, he said, oh, have you had any spotting or anything? And I said, no. And he said, oh, I was so sure you would. Oh, like, you um, know, and then... I mean, you know, I've got a completely different outcome now, but that feeling of I can't make that decision, but I'm terrified of what's going to happen because everyone, you know, everyone, everyone just tells you the worst yeah. case scenario. Yeah. And you, I mean, I'm going home to a situation where I'm a 
stay-at-home yes. mum at home with three small children yes. every day and thinking to myself, well, if I do miscarry like they say I'm going to, what? Yes. I've never had a miscarriage, what's yes. going to happen? What's yes. that going to be like? Um, what if I, you know, what if I have to go to hospital or whatever and yes. I've got three, yes. like, I mean. Well, it's the practicalities yeah, of being a mum with lots of small children. Yeah. It's, yeah. You feel frightened when you know it's just you and them. And if something like yeah, that happens, yeah. how does that, how do, and, how do we manage that? Yeah. And realistically, my husband was five minutes away. The school's five minutes down mm. the road. He would have turned around and come home. But it was just, you know, you yes. put all that pressure on yes. yourself you going. But, um, yeah, but the worst, um, the worst uh, case scenario plays out in mm. mind. Um, but anyway, I said that. I said to him, this is a terrible thing to say. Um, and he just straight away said, yep. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I thought, oh, thank God, you know. Yeah. I don't have to be strong. Yeah. Um, mm. In this situation, and and it was okay to mm. to say that and to express that mm. that wish that because I said the uncertainty is mm. is mm. the killer. Yes. Like if we could be certain that mm. this baby was going to be okay, or if we could be certain that you know that it was any certainty would have mm. been fine mm. um, and and for the uncertainty to be over. Yes. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, but it was just more uncertainty more really. Uncertainty. <laughs> How did you manage? Did you sleep? Did you not sleep? Were you crying? Were you not crying? Were you eating, not eating? Um, I just seemed to carry on with those mm. sorts of things. I remember I received lots of offers from help from people who said, we will take the children for you if mm. you like. Like you can have some time to yourself and 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 we'll take them for a couple of hours. Just let us know or or we can take them on this day or we can take them on that day. And I would just be like, no. Yeah, I want to be busy. Because mm. after this baby is born, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And so their world needs to stay as normal as possible yes. for as long as I can possibly stand. Yeah. And the other thing was as well, like you could be tempted to be upset but you would be like, well, I have to make lunch. Yeah, so, that's yes. right. All right. So I've got to make all these lunches. Oh, yes. I could be tempted to have a cry now, but now I've got to put everyone to bed. Oh, I could have a little mm. cry now, but now I've got to do this. And exactly. so you got to that, schedule it in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That busyness of, of having those things to mm. keep you busy sort of stopped me from really falling in a heap of yes. that sort of stuff. Mm. Yes, definitely. And people would say to me, um, oh, you must be so worried or, oh, you must be so scared. Or, oh, you must be, you know, I'd just be crying my eyes out, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept thinking to myself, please stop saying you must be because I don't feel any of these things and I feel really abnormal when you say, oh, I I just wouldn't be able to drag Mm. myself out of bed and yet I'm able to drag myself out of bed every day. So I must be a terrible person because I'm not as upset as you would be. Yes, got it. Yeah. What's wrong with just saying how are you? Yeah, exactly. Um, you must be so worried. And I thought, no, I'm I'm not a good enough person to be worried. I'm just frustrated or angry or, yeah. you know, or I, I, I'm just um, exasperated with the idea that I've, I've still got to keep waiting mm. for, for more information and there's no more information. Mm. And so... Yeah, I just I found that you must be hard wow. to 
to deal with because mm. then I felt like I couldn't say, no, I don't feel like this. Yeah. No, I don't feel like that. I feel like this. Yeah. I feel really, I don't, yeah, I don't feel mm. the things that I'm supposed to. Um, and um, but they hadn't that been was a through, second. They hadn't been through what no. you were going through. So I think Mandy and I learned that really early on when we had a very beautiful friend of ours um, had a very sick little girl who passed away. And people would say in our friendship group, oh, I would be this or I would be that. And we went and saw a counsellor and she said, you don't know. You haven't lived yeah. it. You, and it just made me wipe my mind and go, okay, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I will never say it again. No. It was a second level of frustration to be yes. like, I'm having all these feelings and these aren't the right feelings. Yeah. Like I would sit there thinking about the things that I was worried about and then I would be upset with myself that those were the things I was worried about like I would worry that this baby might be horribly disfigured mm. and then I thought oh what a terrible thing to be how could you be so vain mm. to be worried about that or I'd be worried about oh you know this might be really expensive and then think oh what a terrible yeah. thing to be worried about you know so you should be worried thoughts. that your your baby won't be well or whatever mm. and and so yeah I just frustrated myself did you move away from people did you retreat or um I think with certain people occasionally someone would say something and I would think oh it's not safe yeah I can't talk to you about this because straight away you're having a completely different reaction to what my reaction is yeah um yeah just a very small handful of friends who you can turn around to and say this is the horrible thing that I am thinking right now mm. and they go, yeah, I get it. You would Fair be enough. thinking that. Yes. That's fine to think that and yes. and to expound on what you're expressing to them rather than trying to get you to come up to their expectations or something yeah. like that. Like, you know, it's the friend that you can talk turn around to in the afternoon at 2 p.m. and go, is it bedtime yet? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. These jerks. <laughs> and they're like, yep, yep. Crack a bottle, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone has to have those friends who the, they can be their, you know, your worst self with yes. and they don't. They don't think less of you for that, or yeah. you don't have to worry about what they think. Yeah, they it's know the best. That they love you. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. Well, uh, so then, were you what? What happened next? How yeah. many How weeks many were you Melbourne around? Did you have to yeah. come down. Mm. I'm trying to remember. There seemed to be uh, the second trip to Melbourne um, was to see the obstetrician, and um, it was on a Friday as well, and so my husband said, "Oh, uh, he had Fridays off again because of his PhD. Well, not off, sorry. Yes, he, he wasn't teaching, but yep. he wasn't working at the school on those days. And so he said, "I'll stay home with the kids, and you can go to that appointment." And I was like, oh, "Okay." So um, I can't remember exactly how it came to pass, but I have an auntie who lives down in Melbourne, and she, I think I'd said, "You know, this is going on," and I'm could I stay at your house mm. one day if, if I can't come home or whatever or um, can we, you know, have some support from you when we've got to come down to Melbourne? And she just turned around one day and said, do you want me to come to that appointment with oh. you? And I went, yeah, I really yes. do. And, oh, um, it makes me want to cry. That's yeah. beautiful. Mm. So 
the funniest thing actually about that was she said later, she said, I didn't even think of it. Um, it was her husband, my uncle, who said to her, do you think you should offer to go with Meg to that appointment? Aww. And he's like the, he's the most deadpan police officer, like straight <laughs> guy. And he was like, do you think she might need some support? And my auntie's like, oh, I don't know. I suppose I could ask her. Um, but yeah, he was the one behind it. Um, well, he's probably seen so, a lot being a policeman. Yeah. 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 So she, uh, we met at the train station and sort of outside um, Melbourne and caught the train to um, Flinders Street and the tram up to the hospital and everything. And she came with me to the next appointment. And similarly, you have to go for the scan first and then you go and see mm. your obstetrician. And um, so we went for the scan and as they were doing the scan, they were pointing the things out that they were seeing again. And um I said, oh, last time they thought they saw this. Can you see that yeah. today? And um, they said, no, we can't see that. And I thought, oh, well, that's interesting. Mm. And um, they said, would you like to know the sex of the baby? And I said, oh, we think we know because they told us last time it's a boy. And the <laughs> tech sort of <laughs> looked like that and she and he went, oh, no, it's a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So we've been calling him he for oh, a week wow. and then, you know, you're like, oh, okay, so she. Right, okay. Oh, goodness. So she, <laughs> you're like, well, you got that wrong, so what else do you know? Yes. Um, and he then called um, a supervising doctor in just to go through the results of what he thought he was seeing in the scan and she had a quick look around in there and um, I can't remember how the question was asked, but I sort of said, with the things that you're seeing, what do you think is wrong mm. with the baby or something like that? And she basically said, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it's Down syndrome. Okay. Ah. And I was like, oh, because last time they said it couldn't be Down syndrome because of this or it couldn't yeah. be Down syndrome because of that. And she said, well, we're not seeing those things today. So yeah, my money would be on Down syndrome. Oh. And and how many weeks were you? My auntie and I, uh, 15, I think, okay. maybe. And so my auntie and I walked out of that appointment and we went across to the um, the waiting room for the obstetrician and checked in there and said, we're here now, we've finished our scan. And we were just sort of sitting there in shock, mm. like, oh, it's just going to be Down syndrome. Yeah. Like that's. That's not complicated. Yeah. That's ridiculously normal. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so we do, like, and we're sort of breathing this long sigh of relief yeah. sitting there together going, isn't it funny when you've been given the, your baby's going to die and everything's yes. terrible and blah, 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 and we don't know and it's probably some incredibly rare one in a billion chromosomal abnormality. And then they say your baby's probably got Down syndrome. It's like, Oh, oh, fine. That's okay. great news. Excellent. <laughs> yes. That's great news. That's the best news we've had in yes. four weeks. And so it was a really long wait. The doctor took about an hour until they were ready to see us and mm. we walked in and the the obstetrician, I was meeting her for the first time and she says, um, did they take you through any of what they were seeing in the scan while they're in there? And I said, yeah, they said that, today she doesn't have this and she doesn't have that so they think it's probably just down syndrome and she said oh it's not just down syndrome like oh. if your baby has down syndrome 
this is a very, very serious abnormality still. She still has the high drops. She still has this. There are about six different things wrong with the heart that we're seeing at the moment. So it's not just your, you know, people that you know with Down syndrome or people that you've met with Down syndrome, this isn't like that. Right. This is very, very oh, serious. So you had an and hour You know, thinking. the floor sort of yeah. oh, fell out from oh, under us again to go, it was all going to be fine and yeah. now it's not fine anymore. It's mm, a roller coaster. So we were asking questions and I was sort of saying, well, you know, what's going to happen um, when she's born or or what would be the plan for birth at this stage and um again every single question was prefaced with well if you make it beyond halfway if you make it to term and if she survives the birth then you're probably looking at this that or the other and one of the things they said to us um my auntie at one point said oh I have a I have a question that I'd like to ask she said any of the things that we're seeing on these scans any of the things that are currently wrong is there a possibility that those could resolve themselves? And I was just sitting there like, of course there's fucking not. What a stupid <laughs> question. Don't you think they'd say that yeah. if there was a possibility that, <laughs> like if it was, oh, these things could come good though, so don't lose hope. Don't you think that they would say that to you? And the doctor was shaking her head as my auntie was finishing mm. the question going, no, that's not how this works. None of these things will right themselves. We've just got to write it out now and see what happens. And she, yeah, she was shaking her head and she said, no, no, none of these things. There's no potential for any of these things to heal. They will just, we'll just have to deal with them as they, as time progresses. Mm. And um, so she said that and, yeah, I was just sitting there going, of course not. Of course not. They would tell you. They would tell you if that could happen and that's just not going to happen. And at one point when we were talking about, well, if she she makes it past halfway, if she makes it to term, if she survives the birth, what what happens then, do you think? Like just give us some ideas so that we can think about it. Is it heart surgery? Is it NICU? Is it Mm. taking her home? And so, yeah, and so she was saying if – if all of that happens, um, then she will probably need surgery as soon as she's born or if not within three. I think she was sort of saying with what she was saying, the baby would likely need surgery straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't get to hold the baby. She would probably have to go straight to the children's and right. straight mm-hmm. to surgery basically. Mm-hmm. And she said, and you would look at, you would be looking at needing to relocate to Melbourne for six to 12 months. Wow. She would need to be in hospital for wow. six to 12 months. Oh, Megan. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Like what else can you do? No, I know. That's your baby. That's right. It's mm. just like, okay. Mm. That's we'll what we've got to do then. Mm, I don't right. know how that will work. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, okay, fine. Um, so my aunt and I had had the long morning of the scan and yeah. the long wait and then the appointment with the obstetrician and all of that sort of stuff and we walked out and I think it was about 3 p.m. at this stage and we hadn't had anything to eat in all that time oh. because we were constantly waiting and all the rest yes. of it. And we walked back out into the, the air and my aunt was just like, oh, I just feel like all of these things, like I just feel heavy and tired and mm. exhausted and um and she said and like and it's not even me who's mm. who's yes. going through this. Yes. I just can't believe that we've been 
we've been through all that. So we were walking back to the to the um to the train station and she said, Oh, I'm just gonna go in the seven eleven and so she went in the seven eleven and got us each a, a Freddo frog yes. down the eating these <laughs> giant Freddos going, Oh, this is we just need that real pick me up of energy yes, on the way down. Straight away. So, yeah. Um so yeah, I think we probably had another appointment in between I remember whether there was another appointment in between or whether we had an appointment with my GP in between to check in and then um, we had the 20-week scan down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, And so my husband came with me for the 20-week scan. I think um, mum came down again and looked after the kids. And we went in for the 20-week scan and they – started looking and I was looking at the screen because, of course, I'm a doctor by this stage yes. having had yes. children yes. and yes. been through all of this stuff yes. looking at ultrasounds. Yes. And I was looking at the ultrasound going, there doesn't seem to be any fluid retention. Mm. That white line, which is the back of her head and the back of her neck, seems to be close to the bones now. Mm. And I remember saying to the tech, can you see any fluid retention? How is the high drops? And they say we can't see any high drops. Mm. So you have this high drops, which is supposed to be fatal, which right. is supposed to be there's no way that it can resolve. It always ends in in the death of the baby, blah, 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 and it's gone, right. gone completely, inexplicably. There's no more fluid retention. And they did all of the, they did that scan, they checked out the heart completely and they said we've gone from six or seven different abnormalities and problems that we were seeing with the heart at 14 weeks and now there's just the AVSD and a little bit of leakage on this valve. And I was just like, what? Uh, like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So your aunt's question they was said, actually valid. Yes. <laughs> I know. I was just like, they said that couldn't happen. They said there was no way any of this stuff could heal or could fix itself or, like, what do you, it's just not computing with anything I've been told. Everything I've been told is this is all set in stone as it Mm. is. None of this can fix itself. And then all of a sudden it's all gone and, Mm. and it's fine, basically. And, um, so yeah, we came out of that scan, and and a lot of the other. Um, uh, I keep using the word abnormalities. I'm not sure if that's a good or right word to that's use, okay. but all of the other problems mm-hmm. were gone. Basically, there was something still going on with the brain, and um, but yeah, everything else was gone. It was just the AVSD, just this little bit of leakage, and. And that was all, all just gone. And I, we walked out of that, and we were sort of sitting in the, the waiting room, and I just kept like, nothing prepares you for that. Nothing no. prepares you for the. Oh, it's all fine now. No. Um, and I couldn't make sense of any of it. And we had the appointment with the obstetrician, and and she sort of. Um, explained what things would look like going forward or or what the prognosis was like now for, you know, what would happen after birth and blah, blah, blah. 
and went through the motions of that. And I think it was probably a day or two later, I was sitting there and I just thought, oh, I missed my opportunity to go, what are you talking about? Like, you said that couldn't happen. Explain to me how that's happened. Explain it. Tell me how you could say to me, you could look me in the eye and say, there's no way any of this will change or come right. That doesn't happen. And now you're telling me that has has happened. Like, (laughs) no one. Did they ever give you an explanation? No, no, no. They made no attempt to explain it. They just said that doesn't happen. Usually that doesn't happen, basically. Okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for that. Would have been handy to know that, you know, one in a million trillion times it does happen. Yes. Or, yes. Mm. Um, yeah, I suppose I just, if you'd only gone for the 20-week scan. Yeah, I'm thinking back in our grandma's days, they would yeah. never have known yeah. anything. Yeah. No, yeah. no, exactly. Mm. And that has that has implications both ways because yes. if, yes, you, it does. if we didn't know anything, then we couldn't be prepared for the worst case scenario but then knowing things my problem when I look back on it is knowing things when there's no when there's nothing you can do about them yes I I understood in those early days um because the doctor said to me at one point we um because she knew what I'd said about not terminating Mm. she said we will respect your wishes um, insofar as we can, she said, you need to know that there's a risk of mirror syndrome, which is that you will also get the high drops oh. and then it becomes dangerous for you because oh, if you begin to retain fluid, you could have fluid on your lungs and things like that. Um, so she said we can, we can, and so that was part of the monitoring as well yeah. was okay. for me. So to say, to check that I wasn't having any adverse effects effects mm. or that I hadn't had a, a mis- miscarriage or whatever. So I understood that it was worth my knowing that for that reason, mm. but the trauma of like when we were driving for the 20 week scan, again, it was one of those silent drives. And I was just sitting there in the car because I had spoken to my friend about this is what we'll do and this is what it'll be like. Mm. And, and, and we'll, we'll memorialize her in this way and we'll make mm. sure that people know and make sure that her life was not in vain, mm. blah, blah, blah. And mm. then you get back in the car after that and go, okay, well, I guess all <laughs> of those plans first birthday. Are, we need to get uh, a cot. Yeah, yeah, we need to get a cot. Window, yeah. You know, let's yeah. think about some other stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I was just wondering, did you tell your other children anything or how are you explaining going down to the hospital? And um, Because the eldest was four, yeah. four and a half, we weren't really talking about the specifics yes, of course. Um, as much as we could. Uh, they knew that I think he in particular knew that the baby was not well mm. and that was why I had to go to hospital in Melbourne mm. um, and that was why it was different from, you know, mm. last yes. time I was pregnant, which yes. he had probably some sort of shaky memory of. Yeah. In the end, um, in the second half of the pregnancy, we did actually, um, I took them, we took them a couple of times when I had to go to Melbourne, I took them with me and my auntie had them for the day while I went to the appointment. And then coming closer to the date, we actually took them, she and I took them to the hospital because um, for a start, a four and a half and three year old boy on a train and a tram, that was just like Christmas on a stick to them. But also I wanted, because I knew um, we were planning for my mum and my sister to have them um, when we needed to go down yes. for the birth and I wanted them to have a mental picture yes, to be like, so where oh, you were. that's where mum is. It's yes. in that big building and, and this is what it's like mm, and there's the cafe mm. here and, and yeah, blah, blah, blah. I wanted them it. to be able to picture yeah. in their mind where we were rather than just we did sort of disappeared and they couldn't make that mental picture yeah. of where we were. So, yeah. So we did that with them, um, which was fun and funny. And they basically just talked about the train and the train. Yes, of course. Pay much attention to the annoyance of also having to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, it was fun having baby chinos in the cafe or whatever yeah. it was. But it was it was worth it to me to feel like we yes. laid that groundwork. Yes. Um, I think we also prepared them for the idea that um, that there was something wrong with the baby's heart and that she might need to have an operation yes. um, okay. straight away. Uh, and so they knew that too. But we really focused on the idea that it was something to do with her heart mm. and we talked about um, like what the heart does and how it's important and, and that that's why she was sick. Um, mm. be- yeah, because that was the the most serious part yes. of, yeah. of it and for them to understand that that was really serious. Yeah. And I think as well for them to understand like if, if they got a cold or something like that, that's, the baby doesn't have a cold. The baby, yes, yes. It's, yeah. yeah, it's more serious than that. Mm-hmm. And so how many weeks did you get to, did you get to term? We got to 37 weeks. Yeah. So um, what happened in the end was the Royal Women's has um, accommodation for um, like rural people and people who don't live or can't be close to the hospital. And thankfully we qualified that for for that accommodation and thankfully on the day when we were due to go down, that accommodation was available. Oh, terrific. So that was really good. We had free accommodation um, a couple of blocks away from the hospital. Awesome. Um, And... Because with my previous births, my eldest was 10 days late 
My second was three weeks early and the third was um, 13 days late. They said, because you have gone, yeah, both. no, that's not fun. Because you've had both, because you've had babies who came early, we want you to be down here yeah. at that 37 yep, week fair enough. in case you come early. Yeah. Um, so we had, we came down to Melbourne on the 1st of October and the induction was booked for the 10th of October. Uh-huh. So we're sort of like, you're on oh, holidays. Well, this is a bit of a baby move. We've yeah. got 10 days in Melbourne, <laughs> 10 days of Uber Eats and going shopping yes. and chilling out with no kids to look yeah. after. Like, fantastic. And then on day three, I woke up at about 1 a.m. in the morning and I sat up and I thought, oh, I've got to go to the toilet, <gasps> as you do when you're pregnant. Yes. And so I went to the toilet and went back to bed. And about half an hour later, I thought, I've got to go to the toilet. Oh. And I was like, yeah, no, that feeling that you're having, that's probably not needing to go to the toilet. Yeah. Um, and so that morning as well, we were booked for our tour of the NICU. Right. Because we haven't had that yet and that yes. was one of the things we, we wanted to do. So I, I was just... Um, I think we ended up getting up at about seven or eight in the morning and my husband goes, should we get Uber Eats for breakfast? And I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely should. And so he ordered um, the food and was sitting on the couch. I can't remember what we're watching on TV. And I I was, I had my bagel up on my belly and I leant forward to get my cup of coffee off the table and I went, oh. And he goes, oh, what are you in labour? And I went, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, had breakfast. We walked up the, it was a 10-minute walk to the hospital, yep. walked up to the hospital, had um, sat there waiting for the woman who was doing our tour, tour of the NICU for half an hour, and I was just feeling really low level. Something is going yeah, on here, but I'm not going it. to say anything about mm-hmm. yet. I was just like, I and I, my labours yeah. have all been, once it starts, yep, it's on. you're on. Like, it, 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 I have not had real good Braxton hips yep. or false labours or anything like that. Once it starts, it starts. Um, so we sat there waiting around. Um, the woman came down to, to take us on the tour of the NICU and um, I think she showed us the maternity ward and then we went across to the NICU and we walked in and there's a room close to the door and she said, this is beds one to six. Mm-hmm. This is where babies go when they're pretty much out, yep, out. Yep. they're ready to leave. Yep. This is just their final landing space before they leave the NICU. And then she, and so we looked into that room and there's just like, there's a couple of humidity cribs, but there's whatever they're called. Um, and there's a couple of those, like just normal Open, baby yeah. things like you have um, your room. when you're usually at hospital. And so um, we're sort of looking in there at those and then she goes, your baby will be down here. Oh. And she just walked right down to the other end where there's like two babies in each room or whatever and there's all of these things hooked up and stuff Mm. like that and um you get right down to the other end and and she said yeah your baby will probably be in here Mm. um and she said she sort of let us have a quick look and she said all right, we, we're going to go now because, you know, we can't just no. stand around here yes. gawping at these yes. people like these people have. And I was like, yeah, yeah no, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but you want so, to. You want to go, I'm, I'm going to be like oh, you. Yeah, yeah. I need to meet you. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go in there and go, 
yeah, what's happening? Yeah. What's this like? Yeah. What is this place like? Mm. Yeah. Um, and so we, uh, she took us back, you know, she sort of said, have you got any more questions? And, and um, we finished up our tour and walked the 10 minutes back home. We got back and I said to my husband, I think I'm just going to have a bowl of cereal for lunch mm. and have a lie down. And so I went and had a lie down and had my bowl of cereal. I was texting my my friend and saying something's going on mm. and I'm pretty sure I'm in labour, but I'm just sort of riding each contraction out and trying to work out if they're getting worse or not. And my friend who knows me too well, eventually she goes, <laughs> I'm starting to worry about you now and I really want you to go to hospital yeah. because, you know, because I can't be anywhere near you yes. to, to check the truth of what you're telling me yeah. and how good or how bad it is, so you need to go. Yeah. Um, so I came, uh, I walked out of the bedroom and my husband was <laughs> trying to sell our car at the same time, which course, is another yes. story, but I walked out of the bedroom and my husband goes, oh, someone's coming to look at the car at 2.30. <laughs> and I said, oh, really? Because I thought... I said, oh, really, because I thought we might go to the hospital. And he goes, well, oh, okay, okay we're on. Crept <laughs> into the air basically. And, Cancel and that. Said, Radio, okay, get in the car. Have you got everything you need? And driving, um, drove down to the hospital, which is a ridiculous, I don't know what it's like at the moment, it was a ridiculous drive at the time because they're putting in the underground train. Right, yes. So yes. the way that you would usually go was completely blocked off and you had to take this backwards roll around and my husband's like where are we going where are we supposed to be and I'm like we're supposed to be over there crossing about six lanes of traffic and doing a u-turn to get back to the hospital and um anyway we get back to the hospital um he dropped me off at the door to emergency and went and parked the car and I walked in and there were people in front of me who were speaking to the um Triage. To the mm. triage and um I'm standing behind these people and trying to make eye contact with the nurse <laughs> and eventually she says to these people who are sort of like you I've know the person throat. in front of me is doing that sort of thing like I've had a bit of a headache <laughs> but it goes and like, blah 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 and eventually she says I'm just going to need you to step aside for a minute because I'm pretty sure the lady behind you is in labor yeah <laughs> so right. they brought me straight in and got me a wheelchair and checked my blood pressure and all of that sort of stuff um and took me up to the maternity ward the funny thing is as we're coming through the maternity ward there's someone pushing my wheelchair through the maternity ward and the woman who had done our tour of the NICU was standing at the nurse's desk in maternity <sighs> and she looks over and she goes what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> just saw you this morning like, didn't I just see you did you miss something um and uh I was just like I can't tell you right now that I'm having a baby yeah um but yeah, when I got I came into the the room in maternity, and my husband's standing there, having you know parked the car and taken the elevator and all of that sort of stuff. So um, he was already there. But it was being in labour and being sort of managing my pain throughout the day. I just kept thinking, like I was in denial at first, and then I was like, it's all over like yes. the bit where I can keep you safe yes. is over yes um and so and I think I just didn't want it to be over mm. yet I think I just thought with hours and minutes away mm. from the moment where 
it's all all done and we get to find out like yes. how sick you are and, yeah. Yeah. and all of that sort of thing. So it was really sort of um, really aware of that that moment was coming and that mm. sort of overshadows any, yeah, we get to meet our baby today mm. sort of stuff yes. because you're just like that's all going to kick mm. off yeah. as soon as you're out. Mm. So we got into the maternity suite the nurses are in the middle of like a, a changeover and so the the midwife who comes in says, um, I can't remember what she said, but she was trying to figure out how far along I was and she said, um, I'd like to check you and being checked is just one of those things that you're like, I'd really like to avoid that if yes. that's possible. Yes. And I have avoided it in the <laughs> In the other three pregnancies, I've been checked once and I said, I'd really rather not. Mm. And she said, the problem is we have the paediatricians waiting outside the door to know and it would be good to know oh, yeah. whether to tell them to stay there yeah, or so whether can go they home can go, go and come back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so there's like the pediatrician and about four different yes. um, residents or whatever yeah. trainees standing there waiting to see what's going on. And so I was like, oh, okay, mm. okay, fine, then do it. <laughs> so <laughs> she sorts me out and she, you know, showing me how to get comfortable. And bless her, she was a lot lighter touch than the last time I had it done. <laughs> but she sort of, she felt around and then she stopped, but she didn't pull her hand out. And then she felt around again. And I was like, gee, buy me a drink, lady, yeah. like far out. <laughs> I didn't give you permission to do it twice. Um, and she pulled her hand out and she goes, you're actually 10 centimetres dilated right. and full of your face, so please tell us if you're going to start pushing. pushing. And I was like, <gasps> what? Ah. Because, again, I was managing my pain really well. Yes. Like I didn't feel like I was in the end stages right. of labor or anything and like you know that. What I that's didn't like. look. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so and so I was shocked because I thought, well, I've obviously managed to get myself to that point without any of yes. the agony that I've had for the last three. Yes. yes. And wow. I was like, oh, okay. And I said to her, I don't feel like I'm about to push or anything like that so don't worry that you're about to catch a baby um anyway the midwife's changed over she had to go home she was really disappointed because she's oh. like this lady is 10 centimeters dilated. Yeah, it's gonna be an easy one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so she left and the other nurse is checking all of my stuff on the computer and checking in with me and we i had taken a birth plan um because i do that every time i've made my birth plan and I had amended my uh, birth plan in this instance because I knew that there was the potential for someone to say something yes, stupid yes. Um, at the birth. And so as well as having like all of my preferences for how I wanted the birth to go, it had a paragraph at the beginning saying um, we uh, our daughter has all of these complex problems and we're aware of those and we are thrilled and excited to be welcoming another member into our family. You don't have to be 
sorry for us or, or, wow. or whatever. We, we know what's coming and we're yes. happy and we're ready for mm, that. Right. Um, so that was. Did someone no, tell you to do that about. or you just came, you wanted to do that? Yeah, we, um, I had had some contact throughout my pregnancy with a group in America called um, Be Not Afraid right. who support women through yes, um, prenatal diagnosis excellent. and they had given me that tip to yeah, say, great. you know, prepare in this way so that everyone in the room knows mm. that this is an exciting and yes. happy event. This, mm. isn't, this isn't a bad thing. Mm. Yes. Um, so that was, that was really good yeah. and the great thing as well, was and I hope it's not giving too much away to say but that was passed through to the NICU as well so they got that when they got her and they knew what Mm. we had been through which was really really good Mm. um in terms of the support that they offered uh me um afterwards but so uh she had that she knew what was going on um she knew I was 10 centimetres of face. I'm lying down on the bed, just sort of riding through contractions still. Um, and one of those things, uh, I what often happens to me in labour is my waters don't break for some reason. Right. Mm. So that was also part of why I didn't feel pushy at all yes. because my waters didn't break and so her head wasn't putting yeah. proper pressure. Uh-huh. Um And uh, I said to the nurse eventually, I think I need to go to the toilet just in case, you know, that's stopping anything from coming mm. out. And she was like, okay, but look, you need to leave the door open. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm happy to leave the door open. And she's like, and you need to tell me if you start to push, yes. even if you think you're pushing to do a poo or whatever, uh, you need to tell me if, if something's happening and, yes. and blah, blah, blah. And I was just sort of like, you can come in and watch me if you yeah. like, but I need to go to the toilet. Yeah. So I went to the toilet and I came out. And when I came back out, I was sitting up on the edge of the bed and she said, is that more comfortable for you than you were before lying down? And I said, no, but it just occurred to me that if I was less comfortable, I might have a baby. So (laughs) (laughs) if I can get gravity to do some of the work here. um, uh, So, yeah, so I was sitting up on the bed for I think about three more contractions and then I said to her, okay, I'm ready to push now. Mm. (laughs) I just sort of turned around and held on to the back of the bed and the room, I'm, you know, I was in my own zone yes. doing my job. Yes. The room filled with yes. people behind me. There was the we paediatrician and the four yeah. different residents and a bunch of nurses and yep. things all came in. I was completely oblivious. A couple yep. of days later someone came up to me and said, oh, Megan, I just wanted to say it was such a privilege to be at your birth. Like we, <laughs> we only get to – we only get called in when things are going wrong usually. And so we, I've never seen a really good natural birth before. So it was such an experience to be at yours. And thank you so much for letting me be there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, and she walked out and I said to my husband, was she there? And he goes, yeah, (laughs) a lot of people there. I know you're just in Um, your own head. But anyway, so yeah, so I, I um, gave birth. I heard, I heard my baby screaming and I thought oh my god like if she's able to do like because you don't know like part of the experience of giving birth is to say I want this I want that I want skin to skin for the first hour I want this and I want that all in the the perfect circumstances but you don't know what's going to happen and so to hear her scream Mm. I thought she's well enough to scream Mm. and then for them to say we're going to pass her to you now I was just like that was never a guarantee like that was this is the ideal 
outcome yes. is that they're actually going to pass me my baby and we're going to get yes. to hold her. And so I sort of turned over and they're holding the baby and they go to pass it to me and I saw her face and I thought, uh, it's all, yeah. There's a mixture of relief and and disappointment and not disappointment in her that, you know, that there was something wrong with her, but I looked at her face and I just thought, oh, I really I really hope they were going to be wrong about everything. Mm. Like yes. they had been wrong about so much yes. and then I just saw her face and I thought, yep, that's a baby with Down syndrome. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, they passed her to me and I just, she just, she didn't make a lot of noise once I was holding her. Once she was in my arms, she was mm. sort of quiet and uh, she just looked at me uh, and, um, and yeah, and so I got to hold her for an hour before eventually wow. the pediatrician is like, okay, come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to take her up to NICU and start running some tests okay. and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it's really funny because in hindsight, like my birth plan said I would like skin to skin for the first hour because I didn't think I was going to get any. Yeah. And then in hindsight, you're like, I wish she I'd said written two, two hours. hours. I wish I'd written <laughs> yeah. three hours. I wish I was like, if everything's okay, you can run your tests in 12 hours. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, but of course, part of you is also. Um, anxious to yes, know yes. what sort of what things are right and what things mm. are wrong and um, all of that sort of stuff. So um, one of the other things that they they thought was um, in the scans, even still at uh, at twenty weeks and um, and some of the later scans as well, they said this baby has a small stomach, which mm. um, the the stomach never seems to be full, which could be nothing. Um, but it could also be an indication of an esophageal fistula. Mm. It could be right. a sign that the esophagus doesn't uh. connect to the stomach and that's why. Um, so one of the things that they had to do was to put a, a tube down and see if the tube went into the stomach right. because they said if she has that, that will need to be corrected straight away. Right. So if she has that, she'll probably have to be in hospital for three months and then she would have oh. the heart repair at three months old right. and then she would be able to come out. Okay. So if she had had the esophageal fistula, it looked like we would be in hospital for about the first four months. Right. Um, but it was one of the first things they did and she didn't. Oh. The tube went straight into her stomach. Wow. And um, and so that meant that uh, pending all going well with the heart and the balance with the heart and lungs and stuff like that, that the the first surgery was then pushed out and it was three, three and a half months when she would need the um the first surgery. Mm. Okay. Uh but yeah, so they took her away. I went to uh the nurse said, Would you like a cup of tea or something? And I said, actually a cup of black coffee would be lovely. Yes. And she went and made me a cup of tea. <laughs> so, she listened, not <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. I thought to myself, well, that's very cold midwife because on cold midwife they're always making you like milky tea with they, four sugars in yes. it or whatever. And that was what it was like. I was like, this is awful, but okay. It's okay. midwife um, school. Yeah. You have to have a cup of tea. I had lots of cup of teas after giving birth. Um, so, yeah, so they took her to the NICU and um, I got, I think I got to go and see her in the NICU um, before I went to the maternity ward. Right. Um and so that was uh, that was fine. The staff in the NICU, one nurse in particular who I'm still um, in contact with, was mm. just They're very just special. Really, mm. 
yeah, they're very special people in there. Mm. So, yeah, that was good. People don't understand about the NICU that you don't know when you're coming home. Mm. Like that's something that's really evident. If you Mm. haven't had NICU experience before, you don't understand that I'm not being coy. I literally have no idea idea. when we're coming home. Yeah. Um, you can't they don't give you an indicator. No, they it. don't. No. It is difficult. No, one day you just walk in and they say, oh, you tomorrow. can go home tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, holy. <laughs> okay. I know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's get I'm the car I'm not seats. sure I really want to do that. I'm used to having the, the extra daycare now, but okay. <laughs> um, so that was something that was tricky to deal with was managing other people's mm, expectations yes. um, and getting other people to understand that, Mm. You weren't withholding anything from no, them. You literally had no just, more information. Yeah, out of everyone's hands. Um, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we had the the NICU thing. We're in Melbourne for twelve days, and then they started giving an indications that they were trying to transfer us to Bendigo, right. which is closer, closer. to mm-hmm. us. Mm. Um. And you would come in each morning and say, you know, got a bed in Bendigo. Mm. Uh, there was one yesterday and actually another baby took it. So yeah. no, you're here again for yes. the next 24 hours. Yes. Um, and what was cute about that was that um, my husband decided we were going to be leaving any day. So he ended up taking all of our gear home to um, taking all of our stuff home. And he said, you just wait here and you come back with the, the baby when they send her back. And so the first day it was like, no, no, nothing happening. You're here for another 24 hours. And then the the second day was my birthday. And so I was on the phone to someone walking up to the, to the hospital. And I said, yep, I've decided I'm going to come in here and hang out with the baby for a bit. Then I'm going to take myself out for lunch and do a little bit of shopping, come back out hang out with the baby in the afternoon. Um, get dinner, blah, 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 like I had all of these plans and mm. as I was walking in, my phone rang and they said, your baby's being transferred oh, to Bendigo today. Of course. <laughs> it was going to be your last Happy, hurrah. sad. <laughs> yes. Mm, that was, that's good news. Yes. I'm happy about that. I was going to have a day. <laughs> kind of planning to take the day off if you could just have it for one more day. <laughs> um, so, so no, they, um, they took her to Bendigo that day and I followed her home. Um. Yeah, and mm. all in all, she was in hospital for the first thirty-three days, right. and then we took her home, and then we had um, consults back and forth just to check in with yes. the heart a couple of times, and then she had the repair in. Going to say December, but it was January. Right. Yep. Um, right. And she was fine. Wow. Um, like. From the situation where this baby has a condition that is probably not compatible with life, yes. um, she was just she was just a trooper. Oh, yeah. And how old is she now? She's two. Ah, oh, goodness around me. And so <gasps> she, um, yeah, and she walked just before her second birthday. Oh, so, yeah. And she's just. I was so, so fearful of mm. having a child with a disability yes. and I thought that was the end of the world and I thought yes. that was the end of my 
so-called perfect family, even mm. though I knew I was not perfect. Mm. And I, I could never have understood before it happened because one of the things that the obstetrician told us when we had that conversation where we were like, oh, it's just Down syndrome, and she's mm. like, no, 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 it's not mm. just Down syndrome. Mm. She was saying what she said or what I heard out of what she said was basically this child will be so seriously disabled that there will not be a day in your life that you are not dealing with yes. and managing this disability. Mm. And and I, until they put that baby in my arms, I was unable to see anything beyond the list of yes. problems. Like yes. no matter what I said to people or or even writing that birth plan about we're so excited and, and mm. she's, you know, she's our family and all of that sort of stuff, I couldn't understand that I couldn't wrap my head around the idea that this was actually a baby and mm. she was going to spend a lot more time just being a baby yes. than being that list of symptoms and yes. problems and um and and again that's something that day to day I was not prepared for I was mm. not prepared for how how much how much fun we'd have together yes. and how how joyful it would be I just didn't I didn't see any of that. Mm. I spent well, all no one of 2018 ever told you that. being no, but I think as well. Even if they had, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to. Like people that. would be would say like, "Oh, it's going to be okay," and "Oh, you've such a beautiful family," and mm. blah blah blah, and "Oh, her brothers and sisters will look after," and blah blah blah. And I just kept thinking, "No, no, no." You yeah, don't get it. yeah I understand that, awful. Megan. Yeah, I am awful, and it is going to be awful. I am mm. not equipped. I am not yes. a good enough person yeah. to be the sort of person mm. has a child with a disability. Um, and yeah. And unfortunately or unfortunately, she's so she's the stereotypical child with Down syndrome. Yes. She's always happy. Yeah. And if she's not happy, people go, I've never heard her cry oh, like that. Well, all her needs are being met. Yes. yes. But she's just she's so loved. Just a delight. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <gasps> and that shouldn't be a surprise. but No. It, but it, but it feels like it, it when it's worst case scenario being told mm, to you, mm. yeah, or when you're reading mm. things on Google or whatever, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really does. Wow, Megan, <laughs> what a journey! Yes, thank you for telling yes. us step by step because I know peas will be listening, mm. and they, uh, lots of them will have lived similar stories. So it's very powerful what you just told us today, and thank you because I know that might take its toll on you. Yeah. Mm. I um I think I, I was saying to you, Mandy, earlier in the week that in the fortnight leading up to the interview, I just I would lie awake yes. at night and relive all of those details mm. and stories and things like that. And it wasn't a traumatic thing; it was just a I can't believe that happened. Yes. Oh, I'd forgotten about this part yes. of it. Oh, remember that that happened. Remember when someone said that? Yes. Um, yeah, it was just. Yeah, it blows your mind to go back through it and go, and we survived. Yes, yes. exactly. Survived all of those things. You really you did. You really um, did and you're thriving. Yeah, you're thriving. Yes. We are. Yep. So have we missed anything that you want or is there anything you want the P were in the world to know? I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure, I, as you usually say, <laughs> I could tell this story. You could have your own ways. podcast. I'm That's sure right. I've yes. missed all of the things. 
Um, the only thing I wanted to say, um, and it's corny, but I want to thank you girls for what you're doing for all of us. Mm. And I wanted to say um, we had a, a little sort of misunderstanding one day where I was telling my husband one of the stories that I'd heard on the podcast and he was sort of saying, why do you do that to yourself? Why do you listen to yeah. these horrible stories? And I was sort of taken aback. I was like, oh, I don't see it like that no. at all. It's not traumatic for me to listen mm. to those stories or to no. hear those stories. I just, it's really, um, it's really validating to hear that other people have been through hard things yes. or have, have had experiences that resonate with with you and the experience that you've had and and to feel um to feel like you're not alone yes. in that situation or in that that journey mm. yeah um, of experience yeah yeah so um, true so oh, I could listen and hopefully we will for many many years yeah every story is so fascinating that's and right. amazing yeah. and so worthy of being told that's right yeah and our stories often mm. don't get told so mm. Mm. Thank you yeah, thank very you. much and I hope thank you for having it's me. not too much of a toll in the coming days. I hope you can sleep tonight. Yes. I think I will. I yeah. think <laughs> You'll be like, phew, Phil. I did it. I you really did. It was beautiful. <laughs> I clicked on it. I got into the meeting. I know. <laughs> well, thank you. Your children were amazingly well behaved. They were. All five of them. Um, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's Including the other the thing dog. as well. The The pregnancy that you have. After your prenatal diagnosis, pregnancy, you approach that in a new light as well. Mm, and you yes. go, I'm going to do things differently. And if that happens to me again, I know what I want out of it next yes. time. Yes. So, wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. another episode. Yeah. I remember I worked with a lady who had a baby that died at birth and then she was pregnant again. And she said she refused to have any scans. She didn't even go to the doctor. Yeah. And she said she went to one at like 30 weeks and the doctor said, what, you're not pregnant? And she said, yes, I am. <laughs> she just couldn't <laughs> she deal with yeah. <laughs> He was like, but there's nothing here Surprise. in the notes. And she's like, well, I am and I'm not having any scans this time. And I remember at the time I was young, I was like, wow, this woman's amazing. Yeah. But I can see mm. why she made that choice. Mm. Yeah. Ah, oh, goodness. Well, we could talk to you forever. We could. But I think we will have to you. finish up. Yes, we will. Thank you. Thank and, you, yep, you, send us through some photos. I want the hat photos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the hat photos. <laughs> you don't have to. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so Next thing it'll be in the personal collection. Yes, yeah. it will be. <laughs> it'll be in the boating, camping, fishing catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, um, Megan. We will leave you be. And, um, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for having me. Wasn't she gorgeous, oh, so Megan? Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. A really interesting story to yes. go live through that. Your baby's not going to live to you've got this beautiful two-year-old wandering around bringing joy all the time. Yes, yes. I mean, we could have listened to her forever. Obviously, yes. I want to know all about the next pregnancy and, yes, you know, but, um, yeah, that could be for another time. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And we know if people listening don't have that story too. No, I so know. I we know. We understand well, that. This podcast is just a kaleidoscope of stories. It is a, it is a good word, Kate. <laughs> yes. It so, is a kaleidoscope. Yeah, stay listening long enough. 
and you'll find one that's in your colour. Yeah, that's true. So, and, you know, we've had quite a lot of people talk, say to us, we haven't had a prenatal diagnosis episode. So, we're trying, but we did this one, but I know other people say, can you get this? We're like, yeah, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. I am, you should see my diary. She's she's just amazing, amazing personal assistant. You are. I am. Which is amazing for someone who tries to take a photo and takes a video instead. I know. (laughs) This is incredible. I put it in the hangout today and I thought it was a photo, but it was just a video. Enjoy. It's only like knows. it's like um a two second video. So their faces are kind of their <laughs> eyes are. <laughs> it's so great. Find it in the hangout. It's about the walking netball. It's just giving me so much laughter. It is amazing <laughs> that the guests get booked. I, <laughs> I actually take a great deal of pride You're in that. Very good at it. And for someone like me who's a little bit scatterbrained, um. Things have to mean a lot, and then I'll pay really yes. great attention. Does that yes, make sense? It does. So, so you're all very worthy. Yeah, yeah. and also <laughs> I I don't want to muck anyone around. No, we because we know because everyone's given their time. They really are. Yeah. They're all beautiful. And, yeah. Anyway, okay. What made you cry this week? Okay, so what made me cry was um, in a good way. Crying. We had I had um, parent teacher interviews, and I have I've got these down pat now. Yeah. I um, just emailed the boys' beautiful coordinator, Ed Support Coordinator. I said, I don't want to talk to anybody else. You talk to them and then I'll talk to you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so I just had half an hour with him. Yeah. And he was need. amazing. Oh. He knew everything. He was really fun. He's young. You know, yes. I was a bit, you know, it's always hard moving from one person. to. So we've had a really great yes. lady for two years. Anyway, he was lovely and he really knew the boys. And anyway, then we talked a little bit about camp because it's, oh, anyway, you know, you all, you know, the yes. P's know. Anyway, and then the year level coordinator rang me, um, or, yeah, their grade coordinator the next day and he said, what are we going to do? And him and I had a whole lot of back and forth, which I won't discuss. Yeah. And then at the end he said, you're an amazing parent who understands her children so well and this school will support you in any decision you make. Oh, okay. That just makes me want to cry. I held. I held. Oh. And I just thought, what? That's a powerful statement, Peaches. Yes. That is powerful. Mm. I just thought, oh, whatever we do is right. Yes. So, that made me cry and it just, it really changed my day. Yes. Yeah. So mm, that was my cry. Oh, mm. well, mine was shit compared to that. <laughs> I My phone broke. Oh, no, that wasn't shit. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my you're phone. trying to, you call her, she can't answer. No the 4G. Snapchats aren't loading. Oh, nothing. Oh, she's got to pop onto your hotspot every three minutes. It was just. <laughs> It was very distressing it, for me. It was the straw that was br- – I was hotspotting off Molly. Yeah. <laughs> so hotspot, mum? Yes. Have you got 4G, mum? No. no. It just oh, – anyway, just kept- I, I tried everything and then eventually I went to the Apple store and they gave me a brand new phone. He goes, we cannot fix this. Yeah, I was amazing. like, okay, well, good, because yes, I thought it yes, was me. Yes. And I was – I just I, – just oh, my gosh. I know. Anyway, and then my petrol tank wouldn't open. Oh, what? I know, right? So, you know, you pop it open. Yeah, you just push it. No. 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 So then I'm Googling how do you open your – because I'm driving on like low yes. petrol. Yes, and, and I'm what thinking, can you do? And my phone doesn't work. <laughs> oh, no. I know, <laughs> right? So anyway, I Google it. There's an inside thing in your boot where you can open this little panel and then – you can pop oh, it from there. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so come oh. to me, Pease, if you can't open it. And I thought, 
this is where you need an old-fashioned car. Yes. You know? Get a Not that mine's that new. But, well, I nearly did. And they're like, <laughs> you can get your credit card and pop it in behind. Like, I'm going to scratch the buggery out of this. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Anyway, I got it. And then I think I was pre-mentioned. Like, I was just crying about everything. <laughs> but that's, just, that's enough to cry about. It's just when those things happen on it's top of every other everyday life. It's so frustrating. Oh, I you know, hear. Or I... then I can't get this. Or, you yep. know, my name's wrong in that thing, so I can't print that out. Yes. Or just, oh, I know. Gosh. And then you feel like you're the idiot. I know. But oh, actually, yeah. it's all these things that are breaking down yeah. around me. Was the petrol cap in the iPhone? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. Yep. Um, does that anything make a difference? Make in a your difference. Life? Um, we went to beautiful Lisa, who's my friend who was on maybe episode four. Mm-hmm. Go way back. Yeah, way back. And so Lisa invited myself and the girls down and our dog. Oh, I mean, that's yay. just nice. It is nice. And then we went to the dog. And she lives on the peninsula. She does. Beautiful She's Mornington down Peninsula. There. Yeah. And um, so it was just lovely to go there. The dog may have pooed on the carpet, <laughs> but she just scoops it up. <laughs> A good friend will scoop she the poo. She put out lunch for us. And then yeah. we went to the dog beach. Oh. And just, I don't know, who invites you around with all. I feel like I bring chaos wherever I go, plus the dog. Yeah, because she loves friend. you and she I loves know. that chaos. What a friend. Yeah, hey? she's, she is a beautiful so That made friend. a difference to me. Yeah, that's um, a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also we've had a little bit of success with NDIS and the hearing aids for my husband oh, too. Woo-hoo. So a little bit of money to go towards a brand new hearing bit, aids. So yes. he uh, was a bit of a problem with I turned the radio on in his car and he comes out and he's like, stop, 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 because it's Bluetooth. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I know, so everything is Bluetooth. So he's really adjusting to things just coming on. Oh, that's horrible. Isn't that horrible? Yes. So I was like, stop, because I had a podcast. <laughs> It was probably us going straight into his ears. When you want to tell him something, you just go into the car and Bluetooth. I'm Darren. Did you get the nuggets out of the it's oven? It's not funny. <laughs> no, I it's did terrible. laugh a little bit, but yeah, it's not he's, funny. the adjustment, I can tell, is But oh, anyway. It drives me mad when I get into my car and the kids' Bluetooth yes. hooked up. And so I can't can you imagine listen. that straight into oh, your ears? Yes, so anyway, okay. I'm, no, feeling I'm feeling for him at the moment. Big, and yep. they're also like supersonic, brand new. So you can see him just going. Okay, yes, Mandy, yes, stop, yelling. stop yelling. And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so we all sort of have to adjust. Yes, yes. Yeah, but mm. thankfully NDIS, um, yeah, are going to be a bit helpful. Yeah. Good. Mm. Okay, you all make a difference. Okay, so my, I've got two. This one's a little bit late, but um, Mamma Mia's homepage on International Women's Day oh, just made yes. such a difference. They ran all those hilarious stories yes. about <laughs> if Waleed would only smile a bit more. And, what um, am I wearing? Yeah. And, yeah. And that just, I don't know, it made a difference because I thought, of course, we hear, see that every bloody why day for women. Why haven't and anyone done that no before? One's ever, very, very clever. Very Great clever. work, Mamma Mia. Good Not way. that you need my support, but good on <laughs> good you. Good job, Mia. Good, good I think job, you're Mia. quite talented. And Holly, yeah, you should stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, and the other thing that made a difference is scholarship got me onto this TV show called Line of Duty. Ooh. You know I love English TV. Oh. This is I am so I can't think of anything else. I'm just like, would everyone leave oh, my house I so I can watch it? Watch it. So um, yeah, it's, it's an English police drama, but oh. it's the police that investigate the police that are corrupt, oh. and you cannot work out who's <gasps> dodgy. And anyway, right. it's gripping, amazing drama. Okay. So it's just Is made it on a Netflix difference. or something. Or? Yep, it's on Netflix. Well, I watched Behind Her Eyes. Oh, oh yeah, was it good? Oh my gosh. It's come I, up as a. I couldn't work out whether it was terrible. Right, okay. But I couldn't stop watching it. Okay. And my friend Ange was like, this is a mix between Jamie Fraser and Christian Grey. Oh. <laughs> so you can't quite take your no. eyes off him, but, but you also, also think this is sort of dodgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the twist at the end, I just I just okay. did not see that coming. How long? Anyway, it's How six many episodes, e- okay. but they're 50 minutes, so it's. 
You know, because I'm a Shits Creek 20 minute yeah, person. Oh, Shits I'm just Creek. like 50 minutes. Listen Who to us with the that? four hour podcast. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> true. But you can do stuff while you're listening. You can, to us. and you can pause us. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Okay. What um, about your laugh? Okay, so I've had two things <laughs> make me laugh. The first thing was um, I was out down the street with Woody and he just comes over to me and he, he says in my ear, I don't want to be mean. I thought, oh, here we go. Oh. I don't want to be mean, but, be mean, but do you know those fat dogs with the skinny legs? I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> there was this really fat dog walking past with little tiny legs. And I was like, <laughs> don't, why don't you like them? He was just so adamant. Like, right. I really thought about it. And I don't want to be mean, but I don't like those dogs. <laughs> anyway, and the other thing that made me laugh, and if I remember, I'll put a photo up on our Instagram, is live guy Matt <laughs> went to the International Women's Day, no, the march in Melbourne, yes. the march for justice. Justice. Um, and he <laughs> I was talking to him because our live shows are back. Yes. Woohoo, maybe, COVID willing, yeah. whatever. Um, anyway, and he's on the phone to me and he goes, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, you all right? And he's like, um. I've got my fingers stuck in my water bottle. <laughs> it just he goes, I don't suppose I can ask these women to help me. I said, no, no I don't think you can. Not today. <laughs> he goes, no, they'll be like, you're the problem. We don't want to help you. <laughs> the patriarchy's fault. Your fingers got stuck in that drink bottle. And he got them in the like little carry thing on the what? top, like a a handle, and they were all bright red. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm hoping they're out by now. Yeah, but okay. For some reason, it just made me howl oh. with laughter. <laughs> Well, mine is we were lying in bed having a little snuggle, Molly and I, on a Sunday morning. Yep. And she just has her hand, and this is her right hand, so yep. she has dystonia and spasticity and all of it in her yeah. right hand, okay. Yeah. She doesn't really use it very much. Yes. And she says, Mum, look. And then I look down and she's extended her middle finger <laughs> with that hand. <laughs> A smile yeah, on her face because she's beautiful, like, I can finally Give do the, the bird. <laughs> anyway, has that been happening a lot? Oh, yeah. yes, it has. Yep. So that's a milestone I wanted that to say. That is. That so is a milestone. That's a milestone. Nearly 16 and can give, give the, the bird. bird. Well, a pea mum said to me, and she's a sort of a famous pea mum, and she said, I call them smile stones oh, because they Kate. make me smile. I know, I cried. Smile stones. Smile stones. She was talking about her little girl Stop eating after she had a cliff palate. Oh. And she said, what a smile stone. And oh. I, I said, why haven't we thought why of that? Why haven't we thought of that? <laughs> yeah, they are smile stones. Well, it was the biggest smile. We all yep. were laughing. Yep. And then I said to her dad, look, look at this. And he's like, Mandy. <laughs> but this, this is fantastic. This is amazing. And it's appropriate nearly 16-year-old behaviour. Right. Yep. Anyway, so she's been loving displaying that around the house <laughs> and I couldn't care less. I love it too. It's so funny it's, and cute. It's so cute. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. yes. There you go. All right, Peas, thank you to our supporters. This is a long episode so I won't go and read them but you're all awesome. We've got live shows in Melbourne. Sorry, we're not willing to go anywhere else because, you know, borders open, shut them, open, shut them. Um, but at the moment we're doing... May 8th at the end of International Pee Week. Yes. And then in Yarraville and then a smaller show in Ringwood. So for those of you outside of Victoria, that's like the western suburbs and the eastern suburbs. Yes, that's right. So you can So I know we did say we'd only do one, but we've decided... We're going to try and do yeah. two. We and don't I'll, know how many we're going to sell. No, but and we don't know how many people can come. Yeah, because, that's right. You know, and I'd like to be all, you know, like live guard, be like, just tell everyone it's selling out. We don't know. We're terrified. Please buy a ticket. 
<laughs> We'd love it if you can. And hopefully with the two, then if one week you can't, then you can come to yeah, the other one. that's so, right. Yeah. And we might have some surprises. Yes. So we were, we're just really, really, really looking forward a year and a bit after we said to maybe come back. Yeah. Yes, so we can't wait to see you. We can't. and um, We better yeah. write it. We better. <laughs> it's already written, baby. I know, I know. But I we might need a little bit of update. We need an update in there. Goodness me. All right, well, we'll All leave right. you BPs. Bye. Okay, bye. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>